unleaded as a cologne or play air guitar in the shower then you're in the right place this is skidmark show powered by Pennzoil. hey guys it's jay lauren from the band hurt and you are obviously listening to the skidmark show hey this is ian stewart you're listening to the skidmark show hey yo what's up i'm chris i'm john this is ben we're from blackstone cherry and you're listening to skidmark's show Hello, Ferrari Club of America. Skidmark shows in the house right here in Ohio. Isn't this awesome? They invited us to come join them at their annual meet. It's amazing you got invited, yes. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Wow. That's why I'm saying thank you. This crowd is awesome. What I love about it is everything here is Ferrari. They're as passionate as I am about this brand. It yeah. is unbelievable. I've never met a Ferrari I didn't like. We're in Columbus, Ohio, which for those of you that don't know, is the home of the Ohio State Buckeyes, the Horseshoe Football Stadium, one of the largest football stadiums in America holds over 100,000. And it's also the home of Mid-Ohio, which is a racetrack. Yes. Yes. Mid-Ohio. And we're going to be, aren't we going to be racing Ferraris there? I mean, I not. don't know if you will be. I'm going to try and get in a Ferrari You're and You're going to try and buy track. one. Yes. Well, I'm going to try to buy one too. Okay. I don't know if that'll be one in the same. Well, now, if they're going to let you in a Ferrari that you did not buy, right. why, why would they not let me in one? I don't know. Driving record? <laughs> I don't have a driving record. <laughs> exactly. In Ohio. Oh, okay. In Ohio. In right. Ohio. I'm clean. What's cool about this event is, you know, 21 years ago, it was held back here in Ohio. Really? So this thing moves. But see, for years when I was growing up, see, this is one of the things I wanted to do. And, and I looked it up and 21 years ago, it was in Ohio. Actually, it's funny. I looked it up back then and I was like, I'm not driving to Ohio. Well, you, you were nowhere near Ohio. At no, the time. I was in California and I'd gone to Red on Rodeo. I'd done another couple other Ferrari events. And I was like, man, there's got to be what's the epic Ferrari event. And it was the annual meet. Right. Where they all gather from all different chapters and all different regions. They all converge on one thing, and they, they do a concourse. They do track days. They do rallies. You know, it's everything Ferrari. And you didn't drive back then, but you did this time, 15 hours. I did. Well, Truck here's the thing. and we, empty trailer. We had to bring the Skidmarks gear. Yes. So, you and know, an empty trailer so you could buy a Ferrari and take it back home. Uh, yeah, you're, you're giving up my secrets. But yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> We've got a lot of guests that are going to be judging us today. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody is always judging us. No, no, no. We've got a lot of Ferrari members that are going to be on the show. These and big people. Including some judges. Yes. So I actually kind of cleaned up in case they wanted to judge me. See, and this is where we need to communicate better because you got all cleaned up and nobody told me to dress appropriately. What do you mean? We're at a Ferrari event. I mean, enough said. Well, I know. They said make sure you have on pants, but that's about as far <laughs> as it goes. <laughs> this is Ferrari, baby. Okay. Well, now I know. So next year, I'll be ahead of the game. Oh, great. Next year, you'll bring pants. <laughs> yes. Since I am lucky enough to be wearing pants, we should go ahead and get some guests on the show because that is one of the reasons we're here. That's right. And what better way than to start with the president? Joining us on the show, Joe Adams, who is the president of the Ferrari Club of America. For all the Ferrari Club of America? Yes. You are the man. North America. Nor North well, America. So Canada and the United States. Well, there you go. That's well, the best part. And you are the largest Ferrari Club in the world. Well, largest and oldest, yeah. yeah. So over 6,200 members in the U.S. and Canada, founded in 1962. 
Wow. That was a good year. Yeah. Walk us through, because the listeners that are listening to this, they, they don't realize where we are and what's going to happen. So kind of walk us okay. through that as if we don't know. Sure. Well, uh, each year, the uh, club puts on about 800 events for its membership around North America. Um, all kinds of events, from track events to uh, social events, galas, uh, charity events. And then each year, we have a single annual meet event uh, that travels around North America, anywhere from Canada to southern United States and all the points in between. It's five days. Uh, we have a uh, world-class concours. Then we um, have a rally, uh, usually a couple rallies, a competition rally and then a actual pleasure rally. And then we put the whole event around a racetrack. Uh, nice. That's a nice touch. Yeah. yeah. And so there'll be two usually two or three days in this case there's three days of racing type events uh, education at the mid-ohio racetrack the issues with ferrari uh today is they are so fast when i went from uh, i've had seven and each one was faster than the one before but lately the gains it's are, almost exponential it's exponential yeah, yeah it's crazy yeah. it's funny you should say that because <laughs> exponential is something that humans have a real hard time wrapping their heads around yeah i had a four thirty a 355 and then a 430 and then a 458 and now I've driven the 488 and um, normally when something comes out it's incremental yeah uh, it's right. linear and you can say oh it's 20% better it's 30% better these cars today are literally exponentially better right and you can't the 488 scared me and, wow. I, and I had a 458. Before that, the 458 scared me from the 430, and I thought the 430 was a monster. And before that, I had a 355. Well, because these cards are getting faster, not just top end. They're getting faster in each gear, yes. off the line, well, 0 to 60. And, and the technology has, yeah. has come such Every a long level. way in a short time. You know, and, and you think about, we were just talking the other day with some friends of ours from Shell Fuels, and we were talking about the temperature in the engines. You know, like it mm -hmm. used to be you wanted a car to run 180 below 200 and, and now some of the motors are are happier and 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 better performing at 210. 210. Wow. You know, 210 seems to be the magic number now. Yep. And, you know, growing yeah, up... 458, 210 is where mine you're almost good at all the time. Boil yes, water now. Exactly. Yeah, and that's what's funny about it because... And they found out that running them a little warmer, they're performing better. And yeah, they wow. produce more horsepower. So it's kind of interesting. So you have a hard time finding a track that basically that can handle the amount of speed these new cars are putting out because most tracks aren't built for a car that could go that fast. Right. Yeah, most of the tracks are shorter tracks. Yeah. And so, you know... You're only going to get top end up to 150 miles an hour. Well, that's nowhere near seventh gear right. on, on these cars. Jeez. And now some of them are eight gears. And the other big difference is um, with the 458, it was designed to shift at 9,000 RPM, which is where it reached Hello. peak torque. <laughs> oh, wow. So you get a, a sense of that 9,000 as it builds. And then when it hits 9,000, your steering wheel has these little LED readouts, and you hit the paddle when it hits 9,000. It all seems to be kind of linear in nature. On the 488, it, it doesn't work that way. It has a 160 foot-pound more of torque what? than the 458, and it develops it as low as 1,700 RPM. Nice. So the torque is there everywhere, and it's just 
it's kind of it's mind warping when you jump into a 488. Even coming from a 458, it is so much faster. I yeah, mean, it's it, not even close. Yeah, because for the 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 people listening and, and for Ethan, the 458 top speed is 210. Jeez. Well, yeah. but that's what's so cool about Ferrari because they're taking the technology from the track, just like they're doing with you know Shell Fuels and the V Power deal. Yeah. You know, they're, everything they do is track tested. Everything they learn there, they're putting it in the street cars, which is is a lot different than other manufacturers. So. The, they're actually the only manufacturer that I'm aware of that built race cars first and road cars second. Well, let's face it. Enzo didn't care about road cars. No, nope. <laughs> no, he didn't. He did not. I don't know if you, I read all about him as growing up as a kid. And the one thing, he just did not care. He did what he had to, the minimum, so, to so get build race cars, so he could race. Because yep. that's all he cared about was racing. Yeah, so. that was his true passion. Yeah. And all of the new, all of the cars from the, um, from 47 until about 60 were race cars that they basically retired and became road cars. So they detune them a little bit, put a nice, pretty uh, Pininfarina or Scaglietti body on it, and then ship it out for a road car life. And those guys would take those cars, drive them to the track on the weekend, and then they would race wherever they could. And there were tons of races back in the 50s and 60s in Southern California, Mm -hmm. uh, Mexico, uh, all over North America, where you could race the car on the weekend. And most of the Ferrari owners would literally drive their car to the track, race it, and then drive it home. And one of the interesting things we're talking about technology is everything changed. And this year, you guys are honoring the 275. And it's interesting as a pivotal point because tire technology back then was was catching up with everything to the point to where the 275 the early models were the last ones in the race version to run with wire wheels oh yeah because they had to switch wheels because the tires were, were sticky. getting sticky and better traction and they were breaking spokes yeah isn't that interesting i i think i'd heard that before i think you told me that at I some prob- point i probably did yeah i like to regurgitate when it comes to ferrari info yes. this guy is just non-stop <laughs> i just i just love i love the brand i love everything well, about it it's, it's you know ferrari. the only thing that i that i I really think on, on on my bucket list growing up is I wish I would have met Enzo. Yeah. That's the only thing I, you know that I think I missed. Yeah. I did I did miss that. I met Carol Shelby. I've met a lot of other people uh, in the automotive industry that are legends, but uh, Enzo, I missed that. <laughs> so tell us about your car before you go, because you're in a, you have a four five eight. A four five eight color. Uh, it's uh, red with uh, black. And I see a, red I stitching. see a pattern going on. Yes. <laughs> I've had seven of them. They've all been red. I, I've toyed with the idea of doing yellow, but Mm-mm. when it comes down to Mm-mm. it, my wife goes, you know, they call it Ferrari red for a reason yeah there you go so yeah they've all been red well cool well thank you so much for being on the show um, we are so excited to be here at this great event um, I, I can't wait to get into the Mercado and see how much money I can spend in there and then plus <laughs> I can't wait tomorrow to get out on the golf course and see if there's any cars I can buy yes that are under 30 million <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for being on the show I yeah, appreciate it thank you appreciate it guys I gotta tell you I, I am like a kid right now at a toy store are you well and you have kids so you yes. know how they are at toy stores yeah I'm worse than they are, though. I I am very bad at it. Usually, I, I usually have to go to the bathroom as soon as I get in there. I'm so excited. I'm I know. serious. I, I'm being at this event, and every time I look out one of the windows, Probably it's hard for me to sit in this chair because another Ferrari pulls up. I know, and they keep going. There, there's one right there. Yes, there's one right there. They're detailing over there, and over there, there's another Ferrari that just pulls up, and, and I'm like, you know, there's I, a whole parking lot. I, in the back. I know, and I don't know how I slept last night with all those cars out there. I put another picture on the Instagram from my room this because I could see almost the whole parking lot. Yes. See, you're on the other side. I'm on the other side, but I see them when they come. 
come in to check in to the hotel because I can hear them. Yeah. And I'm like, that exhaust note, I know exactly. I'm trying to get really good on exhaust notes. Right. So Even you can tell if it's a 458 or. Well, a, you can tell. You yeah. can tell. And, and you can hear when it's an old flat 12. Uh-huh. You know, t- TR or 512. Right. And, and uh, you know, or even the 550 Marinello. You know, try to pick up what mm-hmm. car is coming in the driveway. Yep. So here we go. Joining us on the show, Tom O'Reardon. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great. This is a great event here. So. What's your official title? Well, I guess I have a couple. I'm the uh, Naples chapter president, which is part of the Florida region. You know, the Ferrari Ameri- Club of America is broken into 10 regions. We have one. But I'm also the region director for the Florida region. Nice. Yeah. That's not a bad state to be in charge of. There's a lot of Ferraris in yeah, Florida. Lots of Ferraris. Lots there of is. Events. And it's good weather all the time. Most of the, I mean, most of the time it's good weather down there. Yeah, so we, have, we have really good weather. Down yeah, there. Obviously, we get a little rain in the summertime, but uh, generally it's a pretty nice place to live. So. That's okay. Yeah. Now, what part of Florida is the Naples in general? Naples, southwest Florida. It's the most, I would say, southernmost city in, on, the, on the west coast of Florida. Okay, because so, my parents Marco, just moved to the Tampa Florida. area. Yeah, so we're about uh, two and a half hours south of, uh, of Tampa. So Not so, by Ferrari. By right. Ferrari, it's an hour. So, Tom, how did you get started with Ferrari? Was this a passion from as a child? Or, I mean, where did you, where was your first involvement with Ferrari? Well, I would say that I've always been a car guy. My okay. brother uh, had a bunch of Alfa Romeos when I was young. He was my older brother and uh, still my, probably my best friend and, and car guy. GTVs or uh, what was he running? He had, no, he had stuff from the 50s, you know, he had a, nice. a, a Giulietta, he had a Giulia, he's got a, a, a 1959 2K, he's got a 67 GTV. Okay. So, you know, I sort of got interested in the Italian cars then because of him and then I've had lots of sports cars, but I, um, I don't know, sort of fell in love with Ferraris probably back in the Thomas Selleck days, you know. But when I was at Fila, we were a licensee back in the late 90s, early 2000s for Ferrari. So I Yes, visited, you were. Yeah, I visited the factory <laughs> and uh, had to buy a few of them that year for some athletes that we sponsored. I bought three in one year. Oh, wow. nice. Uh, not for myself, but uh, I picked out what I wanted and got mine several years later. So. Oh, good for you. Yeah. What are you driving? Well, today I, brought, I have a 48 that I've okay. had for about six months. Love it. Uh, I've got two 360s. One's an F1. One's a uh, six-speed. And then we have a new uh, California T that we've had for about... Uh, in about two months, I guess, my wife's car. So Okay, color. Three are Rosa Corsa. Okay. And I have one that's uh, Tour de France Blue. So. Oh, uh, awesome. I love the Tour de France Blue. Yeah, that's, a, yeah. that's a beautiful color. It's a, it's a historic color. I'm sort of Ferrari red guy, but it Tour is. de France Blue is a very historic color. So. Well, we're, do, we're basically taking a poll. So everybody here from Ferrari, we're, mm. we're, we're keeping numbers on how many red and then how many are other colors. Well, so that's, that's the fun one. Neat. When you have multiple, you get to have more than just the red. When right. you have one. Well, he's got three red, though. Well, three three still, red out of four. I'm just saying so. you have options, though, because... Because yeah. you have more than one, so you can you can have your one red, and then you can go explore a little bit more. Yeah, but I've got another one on order, and it's red. Oh, well, see, really? I'm what are you ordering now? You're a purist. I have a 458, uh, sorry, sorry, 488 Spider on okay. order. So, I hope so are you going to get rid of the, the 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 other 488, or are you going to just keep it and add on? Does, does my wife listen to the show? Probably you know? not. Probably I, not. I, I probably I haven't actually decided what I'm going to do. I love the 488 so much. Originally, I was going to trade it. I love the lines of it. It's different lines than mm-hmm. the Spider. Although I like the Spider and. Being a Florida having a convertible, so I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do. That's yet, why so. you get to keep both. Is the new one is a Spider. That is such exactly. a difference in cars. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, and and just drivability and, and rigidity. That your wife should understand. You have to have both. You should. You should compare. Rigi- yeah. Rigidity is a good thing. So, See, yes. you know, absolutely. Well, if you do end up wanting to part with any of those, I, I I would like for you to give me a call because before you trade it in, especially at a Ferrari dealership, because uh, do you that, that gr- 900 number that you were using before? <laughs> <laughs> no, I moved to an 800. Toll 
free. Uh, but the, the nice thing about that is is because I would love to, to fly into Florida. Yeah. It's kind of a bucket and list. And drive thing. back. And drive a Ferrari back yeah. to Dallas. I mean, can you imagine the trip right there? I can sell that wow. to Meg. I can sell that. Oh, yeah. My son-in-law, he, he was in Houston, bought a car in Naples and drove it back to Houston. Oh, we're in Dallas. So. We, have a, we actually have a, a very big show that we run, uh, a charity show, but we have about 550 cars in Naples that we run every February. Oh, wow. So if you want to come down for a good show, that's a that's a great show to I would down. love to do that. I heard another secret yeah. that you were also affiliated with a company that's near and dear to my heart, Adidas. I was. I was. Um, actually, probably another company could be near and dear to your heart, but I, we had, the, back in the, in the 80s, had the largest sales agency for Nike, and a bunch of us went over to Adidas and spent nine years, uh, a team of us, but, you know, I was part of that team that rebuilt the brand. It was a small company. and uh, So were you involved with Run DMC since they were no, a huge I was brand not, ambassador? I was not. Actually, there, you know, it, it, Run DMC was actually kind of interesting thing for, for Adidas. Uh, from the outside, it looked like a giant success. From the inside, it was a, a bit of a mess. I mean, I, from a profitability standpoint, it was a disaster. Oh, really? Uh, <laughs> well, the product, this is something people don't know. This is what was actually kind of troubling Adidas at the time. Great brand, mm-hmm. great products, original sports brand, couldn't deliver anything on time to anybody, and that's actually when we got in to sort of see if we could straighten that out so and you, a good run with it. But so. when you were with Nike, then were you there when the launch of the Air, the Air Force One shoe? Well, we actually the people that launched the Air Force One. So Sweet. Well, it, well, the Air Force One originally was launched as a performance basketball shoe. Yes. It wasn't. It was a brick. But it was a great street shoe, and uh, it, it kind of failed as a performance shoe, and then our our agency that we had, mm-hmm. we launched it as really tying in for color, you know, because right. it was about color back then, so it was, you know, white shoes with Carolina stripes on it, because Carolina was a hot team. Jordan. Uh, we were there when Jordan was signed, and uh, actually, I was with him the very first night that we signed him in Chicago, so uh, that was a good experience. My dad okay. actually went to UNC, and I grew up there for a couple oh, years. Right? Chapel Hill, so yeah. That's yeah. a great place. Old school Jordan fan. I, I was just a kid yeah. growing up, and, and I was playing basketball, and uh, there was there was no decision making. No. I had it. I had a pair of Adidas, mm-hmm. but when the Air Force One came out, and it was white with a silver, you know, swoosh and the silver strap. It was Velcro. It was game on, and it was the first shoe. And at least, you know, and I'm not a shoe expert, so don't don't. I'm, somebody else is going to call me out and say, no, there was a shoe that was over a hundred before that. No, oh, yeah, it was the first shoe I ever bought mm-hmm. for a hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, and, and not only did I love it because it was this, you know, Air Nike Air shoe and all that stuff, but it was it was so interesting because I had a pair that I wore for practice and I had game day shoes because oh, I was so proud of those shoes. And then now people collect them. And this was yeah. 20 years ago. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, no, but then with, with the whole Jordan phenomena and then people collecting Jordans, you know, I had the Air Jordans all the way through uh, playing, you know, 6'5". I'm going to play basketball. I mean, it's kind of a shoe-in for that. I can kind of stand there and pretty much block anything. Yeah. So I, I had the whole Jordan thing, but now I'm in an Adidas phase. I got to tell you, it's all it's all come around full circle mm-hmm. for me. But I love these special edition Adidas shoes they keep launching. Yeah. I think Adidas has got, their game is on right now. But, you know, it's they've done a good job. I mean, they, they, they went through a phase where they, uh, Germans were running everything. You uh-huh. know, I don't know if you know the history of Adidas. Overly was, efficient. Well, it, but also not really understanding the U.S. market. Yeah. And they gave up the reins to us when it wasn't going so well. And then a bunch of us left and they took it over again. And there's certain categories you have to drive from the U.S. And 
they have now given that control back to the guy that's actually running Adidas. Uh, he's in charge of all the brands because they own TaylorMade. And he, he was at TaylorMade for a long time, really built the TaylorMade brand. Bright guy, but they gave him the reins to do what he wants to do. So now things like basketball, running, are being driven from the U.S. And, they're, they're, and, and things like originals, you know, the superstars and the pro models and all this stuff that we wore sort of as street shoes. We, I play basketball on them. But, yeah, um, I did too. They, they've given control back to them, and they're doing a really good job. And they've got some, some good programs they're doing with some, you know, designers and some artists and things like that. It's really, really, you know, I'm on the outside of it now, but still admire the brand and a really good brand. Well, what's interesting is I've always given, you know, my mom was a shoe fanatic. And, and now with Meg, I always give her a little grief about, hey, really, do you need another pair of shoes? And I got to tell you, I mean, and I'm not losing my man card here, but I mean, I've got quite a few Adidas shoes. Yeah. I mean, every time I turn around, I go into a store and they've got a new limited edition Adidas that comes out. I'm like, I've got to have them. And it's a weird sickness. It's kind of like gotten with the cars, you yeah. know, and the shoes. But you know what I enjoy about the Adidas? And that circles us back to Ferrari because that's what we're all about right now. Yes. Yeah. We got off on a shoe topic, but let me tell you what is exciting about Adidas for me and the reason I switched them. I'm a size 13, okay? And it's probably, my width is probably a serious D. It's a big foot. I love driving Italian cars. Mm-hmm. And you know how close the pedals are and how they're pushed in. You know, you've had quite a few and, and most all of mine have always been stick shifts. So I was having trouble to the point to where I was leave, I would leave the garage and I would take my shoes off and leave them outside the car. Or I would put them over in the passenger side floor to shift the gears and to go on any, any type of road trip. I couldn't wear my shoes, you know, because the clutch pedal and the brake with the shoe, yeah. the sole would hang up. Well, I bought a pair of Adidas and I don't know if it's just a, a narrower shoe or they, or they thought about the Italian sports car in mind, but I don't have to take my shoes off now on any of my Ferraris. Anything I've driven lately, Italian, uh, I have a Lotus Twin Turbo Spring, uh, all the Porsches, I don't have to take my shoes off anymore. I think they heard. So either my foot sh- shrunk no. in, in the size and the width, that didn't or happen. the shoe is more... Uh, it's tapered down to the sole. That's got to be what it is. It is. And, and they knew yeah. that you were having issues shifting <laughs> gears in your Italian sports car. I was. They actually called me about him. And, Did they? And Did they? I suggested See, that. Tom know, is the man who hooked it up for you. Because this show could be, you know, like as big as it is now. Yeah. They needed to make sure that you were hooked. I, yeah. And I, you were sitting here saying, I can't drive the car because my feet don't go well, with the car very well, I don't think. It's true. I, I was looking for endorsement from Adidas. I, well, um, I was about to because say I was like, I was, I was like, you know what? Here's the deal. You know, I, I said this before on another show. I wear for Soul sunglasses and I have more pairs than Daniel Craig and I definitely paid for all of mine. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but Daniel Tom, Craig didn't have to, but Adidas, on the other hand, I was like, man, they, they need to back a car guy. Tom is you know with what I mean? Fila though now, right? No, 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 no. I was, no. I was he was with Fila. Back, uh, was with Fila. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, he, he's say, covered the whole gamut. Nike, right. Fila, Adidas. Adidas. I was going to say that Fila could, you know, endorse me. Adidas could take care of you. Oh, that's a nice idea. Well, I could probably would sign go both for... of you guys up tonight. I don't have any authority. But, but you can I sign us up anyway. You're certainly worthy. Sweet. Oh, thank you. How, how much would you like? Is there a number that uh, would work for you? <laughs> we'll just start throwing some out later. All right. We'll have some drinks and uh, we'll figure it out. Nike relaunched their Air Force One in the classic design, but they did it in a Michael Jackson, um, I, I want to say because it looked like his glove. Yeah. Reflective shoe. Mm-hmm. May got those. She had to have those. I saw those. And I, it was one of those things where I go, are you going to wear them? Yeah. Are you just going to put them away? She goes, I'm going to wear them. I don't know what it is all about these collecting shoes. You know, we collect cars and I think that's a good enough hobby. I think habit. Tom would have seen those shoes and said, okay, we cannot sell these anywhere. Uh, actually, they sold out really quick and you have to buy them secondhand now on 
eBay. So just let you know, I, I told her, I said the other day, I'm going to clean those up and put them up. Oh, okay. We can make money on that deal. I'll tell, I'll tell you a funny story. When I was at my, my email, my original email address after I left Adidas was IBFila. I was the CEO of Fila. So IBFila at yahoo.com. So I'm, I'm, wor- I'm working for Fila. We, Grand Hill is one of our players. My son's about 12 years old. And uh, he asked me if I could get a pair of autographed Grand Hill shoes. So I, I, I bring them home. And uh, I don't know, a couple months go by and somebody says to me, are, are, are you selling? You know, one of the guys that works for me said, are you selling a like a Grand Hill shoe or something on, on uh, eBay? And I said, no, why? Well, the company was based in Baltimore. I lived in New Jersey. Well, my my son, you know, being his dad was with him, he, his, his email address was NJ at AOL or something like the time. He puts one of the shoes up on eBay, which really probably wasn't the best thing for me as a CEO no. and my son. And I'm the only guy who lives in New Jersey, and the, and the handle is NJ. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, that's what he uh, called the son and go, dude, I didn't get those you for you. Are you selling sell. shoes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting them for free. Yeah. Getting Grant Hill to sign them and then putting them up on eBay. You know, uh, Grant Hill is calling me right now wanting his cut <laughs> for selling these. So back to the Ferrari. Yeah. In, in it. We've gone yeah. full circle here from shoes to Ferrari, which yeah. are two things I love. Yes. Um, what was your first Ferrari? Uh, my first one was actually a 360 that I bought new. 360. Six-speed. And I still have it. Okay. Uh, really nice car. And then I wound up buying, uh, I've done this a few times with somebody needed some money and that's how I wound up with the blue one and then uh, I've had two Californias and then the 488 which I've had for about six months so right but so I, lo- I fell in love with the, the whole line so I'm going through the factory back in you know 1999 and I bought one for Barry Bonds and I bought one for Jennifer Capriati and one for Sammy Sosa uh, and, hey we're we're connected you know right? they always say like degrees of separation yeah. six degrees I was working for Chevrolet this is gonna sound weird but my insurance agent was Barry Bonds insurance agent oh is that right yes Allstate <laughs> you're, in like, good, you're in good hands. It's like so, 26 degrees of separation. No, 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 no. But here's the deal. I, I get a um, phone call from him. And I'm going to tell you just how far removed from I Barry was. From Barry or from? The- no, from, from baseball. I get a call from, from my insurance agent. And he says, uh, Jeff, I'm sending you a client. He's a really good guy. Take care of him. He wants a new Suburban for his wife. I said, okay, um, what's his name? So I logged it in the appointment log. Because when you're a salesman at a dealership, you have to log people's names in there. So I go in and I go, what's his name? And he, it's Barry Bonds. And I write it all down. Not... In, Nothing was clicking, you know. I, I'm young, you know. I, I like to go out and party. I like to have my good times. There's I like to not drive. that many Barry Bonds is out there. Okay, mm-hmm. easy, easy turbo. Just say it. I'm not a bit. Ba- I don't follow baseball. I'm the I first don't thing either, I was but admit. I know this. Okay, so I put this on the appointment log, and I go home right for the day. And the next day, I come in, and immediately the general sales manager calls me in his office, and he says, "Shut the door." And I'm like, "Okay," and I shut the door. And I was a little bit of a rebel back then, but I was the number one salesman in the store. Yeah. Month in, month out, I wasn't. I wasn't the best on follow-up. I wasn't the best on anything, but I sold more cars than anyone. He starts barking at me, and I'm like, where is this coming from? And he goes, you don't take the systems that are in place seriously. You're not taking this job serious. You don't do the follow-up like you're supposed to. You don't do all this stuff, and I don't know how you continue to sell cars the way you do, um, but we're not going to tolerate this. And I'm like, what is going on? This is a Saturday. I'm supposed to be pumped up. This is a big selling day for me. And he goes, you're writing fake people Orders. in the uh, appointment book. You're writing down fake people. Barry Bonds. You wrote down Barry Bonds. And I said, uh, no, he's he's coming in today at, at 1 o'clock. And he goes, yeah, okay. Well, if he doesn't show up, you're fired. <laughs> so, so I kid you not, I'm getting a little stressed. And it's uh, it's Saturday and I can't call my insurance agent because I don't have his home number. Right. So I'm going, was I put together? I mean, you know, I was really just racking this thing up. Well, all of a sudden, this, this uh, Porsche pulls up. <laughs> 
And this, this other salesman went out because he was he was actually in line to get the app. And yeah. the guy says, I'm here to see Jeff. And so he comes and brings him in. And he says, this is Barry Bonds. So you know me, the little cocky guy. I'm, I'm walking to the sales office and I'm like, hey, see this guy here? His name's Barry Bonds. <laughs> <laughs> was it the Barry Bonds? Yes, it was. It was. No, it was. And, and, and here's the funny thing about this. I'm going to wrap this up really quick because I know it's a long story. But so now that the sales managers are enamored with who my customer is, they start offering him discounts on Suburbans. At the time, we weren't discounting. Right. Right. And I'm trying to hold. They're cutting into gross. your commission. Yes, they're cutting into my commission. And they end up getting signed bats and balls and, and all this stuff. So I go to the owner on Monday, right? And I said, I, excuse me, but I want to file a complaint. And they go, what do you mean? And I go, well, we cut the price by $1,000 and at 30% commission, which is what I was on. Yeah. <laughs> that's a pretty good chunk of money. Yeah, sure. You know? And, and so the owner ended up giving me the money. Oh, good. Right good story. Is this a, this is a... Uh, Celebrity story. Let's do the it. The guy, the, it's just reminded me of a story. The, the guy that was the group CEO of Fila right after I came on board was a young guy. Fila was owned, it was a public company, but it was owned largely by this family in, in Italy that's, that owned most of Fiat. They owned the, the newspapers over there. Well, this guy had been the marketing manager for Ferrari. So he's telling me the story. He said, let me tell you what the marketing manager's job is for Ferrari. He says, half of it is selling patches and stickers to go. And back then, if you want a patch, to, which we bought one to put on the Michael Schumacher's uniform, it was $10 million. Jeez. Whoa. And if you want a sticker on the car, it depends on the size of the sticker, but they started about $10 million. So so I have to, and, and it was, you know, there wasn't like room. There was a line of people that wanted to be on the car. So his job was figuring out who he could charge $10 million for for these stickers. The other half of their job was actually figuring out, you know, Ferrari makes certain cars that are, they only make 450 of or 500 special edition, right. limited edition cars. The other part of his job was figuring out who was going to get those cars. So they're launching the the, the Barquetta, the 550 Barquetta. Sweet. And he, his they trained him for a year what to say to people when they call. These are the, some of the richest people in the world, good car people, good Ferrari people, about how, basically how you're going to say no to them in a very nice way because, you know, so, with, and they would create this queue because they had to kind of sort through the list at some point. So he said, the very first day, they, they leave me alone at my desk because nobody watching over me. We launched the Barquetta and I, my very first phone call is this guy and he says, you know, we didn't sell that many cars in Italy. I got this guy, he calls, he's got a British accent and uh, he says, my name is Eric and I'm interested in the in the Barquetta. I'd like to see if I could get one and da, 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 da. you know, I know they're limited. So he goes into a spiel why all the reasons you probably won't get one. Right. So he says, let me take your name and number and I'll write it down. He says, and I'll check and I'll, I'll get back with you as soon as I can. He says, your first name is Eric? And he says, yes. He says, your last name? He says, Clapton. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he says, I have Eric Clapton on the phone. I'm a huge fan, and I have no idea if I can get him a car. <laughs> and, I, you know, and I got this canned spiel I got to continue with. You know, He says, it turns out I could get him a car. But he says, I didn't find out for about 30 days. If I wow. You know what? I'm going to use that when I call Ferrari. Yeah. When they ask me, I'm going to tell them I'm Eric. You, your British accent <laughs> is horrible, though. I know. I'm going to have to work on it. <laughs> I don't think it's ever going to be that good. You hey. can say you know Barry Bonds, you know, because he got a car. There you go. He did. There you go. Well, Tom, thank you so much That's for being a, on the show. It was pleasure. a pleasure. It's so cool that we share a lot of the same things. Ferraris and shoes. I love it. Thank there you. you for it doesn't me. get any better than that. Ron Johnston joining us now live Skidmark show at the Ferrari Club of America annual meet. Man, this is so much fun. It's it's just getting better and better every minute. It is. And we're meeting so many people that are passionate like I am about Ferraris. Yes. I mean, it's so neat to have a group of people that believe the same things I believe. Now, Ron, you're with the Mid-Atlantic. 
Atlantic region is what you said. Yes. Okay, yes. What, what does that encompass? Where is the mid-Atlantic region? Uh, that would be uh, D.C., Virginia, Maryland, West Virginia, and Delaware. Okay, so like the middle of the Atlantic. The middle of the Atlantic. <laughs> like you said, it's mid-Atlantic, right? Well, you never know. I mean, if you think about it, the Midwest is, you know, Texas and, and all the way up to South Dakota. True. The Middle East True. is Saudi Arabia. That's correct. So That's correct. it doesn't really make that much sense. I'm just right. laying it out okay, there. Okay, I got you. Right. I got you. We're between those two middles. Yes, we are. <laughs> so because you're, you know, what, what, what position are you within the club? I'm a regional director and I'm also the national secretary. Okay, so when you come into an event like this, yes. you know, walk us through what's going on. Uh, it's real busy. If you've been in the club for a while, there's lots of old friends you run into only at the national meet because they're from other parts of the country. So when you first walk in, people say hi. Uh, almost you, a family reunion. Yeah, almost like that. And we're all car enthusiasts. Uh, we're kind of diverse as a group of people. So some people are extremely wealthy. Other people have an entry-level Ferrari and are enthusiasts. So you never know who you're talking to in this crowd. So it could be anybody. But it's open to everybody. It is open Just, to everybody. You got to love Ferrari. And you don't have to ha- own a car to be a member. Oh, right. That's uh, cool. That, so, that's a cool thing, man. Yeah. You yeah. Just, what, so you many clubs, up. it's like if you don't own the car, 86, See, you're out. Ferrari out gets it because why not let everybody be a fan of the car? Well, because, well, because if you love the car and you're passionate about yeah. it, just because maybe at this point in your life you can't afford it, you have kids going to college or yeah. you have five children like yourself or something like that, I mean, that, that shouldn't deter you from being following your passion right. and being a fan. And I agree with that because that would turn me off. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and I've owned several Ferraris, but it still would turn me off yeah. you know, <laughs> if, it, if, if there was turned away. So that's cool. Okay. I like that about that. Now, at the at these annual events, there's a ton of things going on. Uh, tell us, like, there's a road rally coming up. Tell us a little bit about the road rally. There's actually two different rallies. On Monday, they have what's called the competitive rally. And the idea is they make it a little bit difficult. Sometimes on navigating, but most of the time it's a bunch of questions. you got to figure out an answer. Oh, like a scavenger hunt. Like a scavenger hunt. Ah. Uh, And there's prizes for like the top three people. You have a navigator and you have the driver. I don't, I have no idea what I'm facing on Monday, but when we held the annual meet uh, in 2014, ours, our kind of questions were, as you're driving along, you see like an airport, we would ask, how long is the runway at that airport? You know, how many feet long? Uh, so if you're, if you're navigating correctly and you see the airport, then you have to quickly run in. And of course, the workers there get tired of this after about the first hundred cars. Well, yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> but they know the answer right away. Right. Um, and so everyone gets the answer and, and keeps going. Uh, but it's stuff like in the middle of a road, they say, like what animal is on that business sign and if you haven't quite navigated correctly you don't see an animal anywhere right uh, and so, so you or maybe you see a beaver when uh, it's supposed to be a horse uh, yeah so it's those kind of questions typically or they make the navigation itself part of the challenge where they give you clues instead of... Gotcha, instead of uh, actual directions. Yeah, and that's a nightmare because you got hundreds of cars out in the countryside <laughs> running around. Yeah. yeah. So what's yeah. your favorite event at one of these big annual meets? The track. The track? You're yeah. a track guy. Yeah, everybody's a I, track guy. I'm not a racer. Okay. But I love track days. Well, when explain you, that. Break that down to me. Okay. When you're a racer, you're very competitive. 
right. and you're going to fight people for the next corner. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, you know, most of us don't really want to bend our aluminum. No, yeah. I don't blame uh, you. So, right. so, but we want to enjoy the fun of being on the track and... The thrill of going fast. Yeah, yeah. The best part the part I love the most is in a mid-engine car, in particular a Ferrari, when you're going through a sweeping turn, the coolest thing is to steer with the gas pedal. Oh, yeah. So, so when you're on the edge of adhesion, if you lift a little bit, the nose will tuck in. Yeah. And if you press a little bit more, it'll fade out. And so what you're doing is managing the width of the track on the exit, and you're steering with the gas pedal, go accelerating as much as you dare and you get right to the edge of the track and you're gone down the next straightaway that is it's perfection yes yes it is uh, so it's you, perfecto so yes, you can is. go around <laughs> the same track a hundred times and enjoy trying to get it right right well that's interesting you said that because you know i raced for a while competitively not to the level of some people i mean i, I it was still you know what i call privateer yeah um and uh, you're exactly right because you're pushing you're pushing those cars right to the edge and the funny thing was as I found out my fastest times at the track were always when I was in a practice session and I spun out Really? Because if I spun out in that practice session, I knew, oh, I, I went a little too far. Yeah. But I knew exactly where that edge was because right. most of the time I, I wasn't driving my car uh, every day. So it wasn't like I had a lot of seat time in it. I would actually trailer it to the track, unload it, race all day. So every time it was it, it was getting back acquainted with that car Yeah. and knowing how far you can push it and, and bring it out there. And like he said, you know, you you're, you're end up steering with the throttle. Which the is, precision is, of riding that edge. Yeah. And you want right. to ride that edge to the point to where you're and you you shave so many seconds off your time by doing that consistently because the whole idea is in a road course or any course is to make it as straight as possible yes you know and that's the whole key and a lot of people forget that I, i've raced with some guys and i go what what where do you come up with that line <laughs> <laughs> you know like the dukes of hazard you got to straighten the curves so what are you running let's get into that uh i i have a ferrari 458 oh beautiful 58 mm -hmm. i actually own two ferraris but what's the uh, other 550. What uh, colors? Uh, my 550 is TDF blue. Oh, nice. And my uh, 458 is called Nero Daytona, but it's a metallic black. I love uh, so I it. I love kinda, that. Kind of looks like an old 1970s motorcycle helmet. You can see the gold metal yes. flake yeah. in, it, in the sunshine. So it's a nice color because nice. in the evening it looks like shiny black, but it it, it can look like gray silverstone. It, it, it's an unusual color. Did you bring both here? or just the one? No, just I can only drive one at a time. Well, I didn't know if yeah. the trailer one had Okay, so which or... one are you racing again? So the, just... the 458. You're going to race right. the 458. Yeah. Okay, all right. That's cool. Uh, I can't wait to see it. But the, fi the 550 is more old school. Yeah. So it's V12 front manual. engine, manual shift, six-speed. So it's it's more fun uh, yeah. in terms of the way it handles and things, but the 458 is incredible it's, on it, the track. It is a, a well-rounded machine, the 458. I mean, you can't, you can't beat it. I love the renewed interest in Ferraris and especially the classic ones right. you know and um, it's exciting to see that whole market turn around we've gotten away from muscle cars in the classic car industry and you know back when I was growing up in the 80s I loved getting the catalogs for the Barrett Jacksons and the Cruise Internationals and the RM auctions because it was all Ferrari driven and then we went into the 90s and the, in the early 2000s and then it was all muscle car driven which you know they're, they're 
fun cars. I've owned them both, but uh, true to my heart is back to Ferrari. And now we're seeing that influx again, and, and it's going back to the European theme, and I love it. I love it. I'm, I'm eating it up every year that it's more and more Ferrari-based. So to me, it's an exciting time right now. Yeah. Ron, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, uh, we can't wait to see you out on the track. I can't wait to see him run in the car. I know. You know, and I want to go out there and see that because I actually had a Testarossa that was the metallic black. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, it was an 89. I also had an 87 that was, you know, the gloss black, and I prefer the metallic. That yeah. is a really... It hides the dust better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's, 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 it's a cool look. It is. It, and and, it, and it, what I like about it, too, and you probably do, too, is all your black accents show. Yeah. Yes. They're, they're more defined yes. than if you have like a gloss black car where everything kind of fades away and you lose you lose a bit of the lines. Uh, with his car and, and my car, you, you still have that look of black, but when you get up on it, all anything that's, you know, the coves or any of the, the grates or, or anything, it shows up better. Oh, yeah. Just you learn something new every no, day. Note to self. Go yes. check out his car and you'll know what I'm talking well, let's about. Let's go look at it now. All right. All right. Skid marks on the road with Jeff and Ethan. Joining us here at the show live, Eric Maurice. You're the marketing director for Ferrari North America. That's an awesome gig, man. Yeah, it's amazing. I uh, actually just joined the company a few months ago. Yeah, where'd you come from? Uh, from Ducati, North America. Whoa. Yeah. So it's an Italian thing going through your veins there. Yeah, you know, I joined Ducati as a, as a motorcycle enthusiast, and uh -huh. I came out a all-things Italian motorsports enthusiast. So That's this cool. was a nice, easy transition for me. How could you not be an all-things Italian motorsports? I mean, they just they make the best. Cool, and then you just went from Ducati. Ducati, which is, right. is is really the Ferrari of bikes. Yes, it is. I mean, I don't care. Hands down, to me, a Ducati is the bomb. Do you ride? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. You, did you ride before you joined Ducati? I did, but the funny thing is I didn't own a Ducati until after I joined the company. Well, it's awesome. probably better than you got employee pricing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's funny. When I when I was working through for Ducati, you, you heard that all the time. You know, it was the Ferrari of motorcycles. So I thought, you know what? It's about time I work for the Ferrari of Ferrari. Ferraris. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I mean, might as well the only way you could go up is with ferrari Absolutely. right so that's cool man so th was that like something that like did they have an opening i mean did you apply online how did this work was there a headhunter involved <laughs> I, I don't think no i'm just i'm really curious because you, you know go to linkedin and get a no, ferrari no, no. job no but it could be one of those things where somebody saw him uh from ferrari yeah you know and they're like hey man this guy's this guy's killing it with ducati were you scouted or we did needed. you go for it it's kind of a you know it's a small world yep. um this kind of italian motorsports scene so there's a lot of a lot of folks that have crossed over from Ferrari Ducati and vice versa and uh, the CEO who's relatively new Mr. Edwin Fennick uh, and I have a mutual ex-colleague a guy that worked with him in Marinello and then worked with me uh, here at, or in Ducati and he got word that Edwin was looking for someone made the introduction just like that it's Boom. all about who you know not what you know right that's right <laughs> all so right talk about marketing for North America I mean because this is one of the largest markets for Ferrari I Absolutely. mean hands down I mean it is the largest market it is it is the largest market. Awesome. Think about that, right? Well, yeah, there's a lot of people here. I mean, so. well, but not only that, but I mean, the car is made in Italy. You know, yeah. I mean, and and if you look at just size per capita in the whole rest of the world, to tell that we're consuming more Ferraris here, that's incredible. That is, it's it awesome. Is versus the whole rest of the world. Yeah, and the U.S. honestly has been so much a, 
a part of the fabric of Ferrari since the beginning. Uh, you know, when Enzo started selling cars, a lot of his top clients were here in the U.S. So uh, it makes sense that it's still the biggest market today. You know, and if you go but through the history, because growing up as a kid, I mean, my family was Chevrolet. America, right. the heart of America <laughs> and Chevrolet. And so and, and we, I was raised in Texas. I mean, it's, it, you know, it, everything I did is rebellious was I would buy all the books on Ferraris and Lamborghinis and Porsches. And I got really in just immersed in Enzo's life and what he did and, and how he accomplished where he went and it was like one of those things when I was a kid I was like the rest of my life I have to try and own as many Ferraris as I can it almost became like a challenge you know and I told myself I said I'm gonna have my first Ferrari before I'm 25 I mean I set goals for cars and that's right. kind of weird for people right <laughs> I mean that's not normal but I was setting goals you know most people are like okay when I get out of high school I'm gonna go to college not me I'm like 25 I'm gonna get my first Ferrari it's probably gonna be about 308 but you know but before I'm 30 I'm gonna have a Testarossa. I mean, I set these goals in life and it's kind of sick, but I, you know, I still do to this day. I'm like, okay, next year, what am I going to get? Right. You know, so is there a demo program? for the marketing guy for me personally yes yeah i mean do you get do you get a new ride is that part of the say, package are you deal? required to purchase a ferrari for your daily driver once you get to this echelon of working for the company no uh lucky for me i get something else within the chrysler group but uh i have have had had the opportunity to to drive some of the cars and Tell, which ones have you driven because that's got to be that super perk of the job you get to drive ferraris yeah the the first ferrari i drove actually was a 458 which was before uh i joined the company and then and within a couple of weeks of joining, we were doing uh, the training for our dealers for the 488 on track in Palm Beach. So I uh, was fortunate enough to jump behind the wheel of that, which was incredible. Just recently sat in the, the GTC4 Lusso, and I've spent Ooh. a little bit of time in the California T. So all new stuff, new to the brand, and then definitely new to the product. But. Now, now, let's just fast forward here in a couple years. Which one's going to be in your garage? Oh, man, that's tough. <laughs> <laughs> I still have to reach my goals that, that you said. Far okay, <laughs> well, I, I, I tell you what, I, I'm like one of those kind of guys. It's just like I love somebody that's passionate about what they have and what mm -hmm. they're selling and what they're you know marketing. And so for I'm sure for you, it was like with Ducati, you were hands on, and with Ferrari, I mean, it just doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, you know, I've always had since joining Ducati, I've always had a, 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 at least a couple of them, and still do. Um, with Ferrari, it's going to be a little tougher to achieve that objective. Yeah, but you, you can just if, grab a couple Ferraris. If uh, if if money were no object, I think I'd be actually pretty torn because you know on a 488 i'm always a sport oriented guy right yeah uh, so the 488 would be it for me but at the same time there's something really kind of cool about the gtc4 luso i mean to me that's like the sleeper car and well plus it's carrying a name like luso and and you know when you look through the history of ferrari and i love the the naming of that stuff and, yeah and you know it's like i mean i've owned five 308 ferraris i've owned three i've owned two 328s i've had uh four testeros but have you had any Enzos? I have never had an Enzo. Um, that car has eluded me to yeah. this day. Um, that is that is like one of those bucket list things. Yeah, it's oh, a, it's, a, it's up there. It's on the list. Talk about the greatest Ferrari um, ever, as far as I'm concerned. It Enzo. is the greatest Ferrari forever. I mean, and it will always be because it was named after the guy that created this wonderful mark that Absolutely, we're talking about. Yeah. And and for me, that's that's well, going to be the pinnacle of the cars that I own. You would know, you see, take an Enzo over a La Ferrari? Yes, I would okay, all good. day long. Because, Smart man. Uh, no, La La Ferrari. 
Ferrari is a beautiful car. And yeah, don't, absolutely. Don't get me wrong, I'll own one of those one of these days too. But the Enzo, I mean, it just it was everything that Ferrari stood for. Yeah, it the was Enzo. the epitome yes, of Ferrari. You know, so, and our good friend Sammy Hagar. I mean, he got a new La Ferrari. Yeah, he does. Yeah, so, and you know, that's that's cool. I like them. That, but I'm with you too. The 488, it also has that yep. look to it. You know, like the California is a nice car, mm-hmm. especially if you want a touring car. But you know, nothing beats a, a 458 or 488. Mm-hmm. That whole look, style, it's sleeker. It's lower to the ground. It's ready to rock and roll. Here's a question for you. You're the marketing director. Um, the Ferrari has always been huge in merchandising. They're they're geniuses at the merchandising. Do you did you start off with like Ferrari sheets for the bed at the house when you first got the job? Ferrari <laughs> luggage. Yes, exactly. Yes. You know, it's funny. I I have the interesting challenge of replacing a closet full of Ducati with Ferrari now. So I, I, not not necessarily sheets yet, but started off with the uh, the shoes and the shirts and the jackets and everything else. Um, That's one of the things I would like to talk to you about, though, because we're, we're getting into apparel. Yes. I always try to squeeze into my Ferrari apparel, and I'm kind of hoping now that you're on this deal. And, and <laughs> you want them to make bigger Ferrari friends. stuff. I do. I want them to make bigger Ferrari stuff because there, yeah. there's a bunch of, you know, I call them men's sizes out there that we are we can't squeeze into a 2X Ferrari <laughs> shirt. A, that's like a large here in the, in the U.S. And if you could do something about that, I'm telling you, there's a market there. Yeah. There's absolutely. big guys. I mean, think about it. The cars are getting bigger. Everybody laughs when I say I had a 308, you know, and they're like, how did you fit? Uh, you barely. Know, barely. <laughs> With some WD-40. <laughs> I, I, got, I got all lubed up and slid right in as I was in there. But no, they're very comfortable cars to drive. Um, but it's kind of funny because uh, a good friend of mine, you know, John Chibo yes. from Pennzoil and Shell, he's a big guy like me. And the whole time we're like, okay, we're going to the Ferrari thing, right? Yeah. Well, we got to get geared up. And we go online and we're like, unless they make it in a 6XL, yeah. <laughs> we're not going to fit in. Yet. So if you could do something for us in that neighborhood, yeah. I would really appreciate it. Call the merchandising it department. And, and tell them, I'm a, a big guy. So think sure. about it. It's more like renting a billboard sure. when I wear your products. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I I, uh, I know the challenge well. Um, <laughs> it's uh, And funny enough, I, the first time I was in Marinello, uh, I happened to be in a discussion about that very topic. Because you're tall. I didn't bring it up, but a gentleman from South Africa brought it up. So I'm, I know it's it's on the minds of those uh, the powers that be. Are the, oh, the good, short good, Italians good. finally realizing You know, when that he <laughs> says that, too, I, I, I get so jealous yeah. when he says, you know, well, the first time I was in Marinello, Marinello yeah. Because I've never been, and I, I've wanted to go. Really? Yeah, it's it. You know, here again, I don't like to fly, um, so it's always been like I, I've tried to tell my wife. I said maybe they've got like a 21 day cruise that'll get, that'll get me there. As a matter of fact, they do. Because, yeah. And I'll tell you about that later on. But they they do. You can do that. You don't have to fly. Well, they have boats. I hate flying. I I, can't, I don't can't imagine being in an airplane you know, that long. Before you know? they invented the plane, they used ships. They did. They to get did. across and, the ocean. And, and, <laughs> you, you, yeah, I know that. But <laughs> but for him to sit there and go, you know, the first time I was in Marinello. I mean, because yeah. that, to me, I mean, that's the ultimate. I and mean, that's that's another bucket list for me is to, to travel there. But what I'm concerned about is when I get there, they're not going to let me in. Am I right? <laughs> As a Ferrari owner, they'll let you in. Okay, good. Because I'll bring my registration. As long as you've uh, <laughs> you've registered ahead of time, uh, you can get in. But it is something that's reserved exclusively for our for Ferrari owners, which is uh, it's pretty unique. I mean, at Ducati we had kind of the uh, the other policy. It was open doors. We wanted everyone yeah. to see it. So um, you do have to be amongst the uh, the Ferrari uh, family. I am not an owner yet, but can I be his plus one? Yeah. Uh, that might look a little weird, out. but yeah. <laughs> no, but here's the funny thing, though, and I've watched the YouTube. This is how sick I am. I've watched the YouTube videos. There's a cafe 
I believe, across the street from the factory. And there's people that sit there all day and they video because... That's the, where they test drive the Ferraris. They, they, they test drive the Ferraris yep. after yeah. they're built. They come out, yep. you know, and they come back around and drive in. And so to me, I'm like, uh, I can't get over the wall. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's such a special experience. It is. Honestly. It's got to be. You can't words can't describe it and and when you're there and you feel the emotion of the place it is it is something truly special i mean the whole region i mean you come into bologna airport i know you don't like to fly but um maybe sedate yourself get there and it is it is magical that whole area you can just feel all this heritage mm-hmm. uh, but then when you step through those gates and you're at the factory it's it's something really special i gotta tell you something else that was pretty funny i was at, i was at a a car event and this guy he was an italian gentleman that i met and he had a booth set up at this thing. And um, he had packages of tile. Yeah. They're yellow with the horse, the prancing horse on them. And I and I saw this and I was like, that's got to be from like Ferrari's kitchen, employee cafeteria, whatever. It's got to be from something like that. So I listened to the whole story and they were leftover tiles that were made for the employee's kitchen area. Yeah. And so I bought a bunch of them, and, and I, I took them home, and I was like, I'm going to do my floor in my garage. <laughs> <laughs> and then I go, I can't do the floor in the garage, because no. what if I sell the house? I'll be, right. be chipping out all these tiles. <laughs> and so, you'd be driving on them yeah, and leaving tire but, but marks. But who else has Ferrari tile? I mean, think about it. Thanks for joining us today, Eric. i got to tell you right now, I've had about enough of sitting in this chair and watching all these Ferraris go by. Because the, yeah, Well, the cars, all the cool ones are outside. They're yeah. out back. We're and, inside. And we're cool, and we're inside, yeah. and we need to get outside with all the cars. Let's and go. it's time to go to the concourse. It's time to look at some cars, talk to some more people. Let's get out of these seats. Let's move now. Move, move, now. move. Now. Fast like Ferrari. Hey, everybody. It's Ethan D. Jeff and I spent so much time in Ohio at the Ferrari Club of America's annual meet, and we got to talk to so many people there that we had to split this into two episodes. So this is the end of episode one. Next episode, we're going to talk to a guy whose whole job it is to burn tires and burn out clutches and go see Guns N' Roses live in concert and what it takes to judge million-dollar machines like Ferraris at the Ferrari Club of America. That's coming up on the next episode the Skidmark Show, and we're launching that episode right now, back-to-back with this one on iTunes and at SkidmarkShow.com. Skidmark Show, streaking across America, powered by Pennzoil. 